0: To record for Christ, sex is just an introduction. Hi guys, welcome to all my Boons podcast. I'm your host Chico and Phil. At home, no, please come along with me as we have a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Hi guys and welcome back to the Boons podcast. Um, so it's been a minute, but I'm back, and today we're going to have. Um, a talk, um, it's more of an educative one, so today I can maybe disclaimer this episode as more of an educative one and one with so much opinion in it, so many opinions, my opinions in it. So today I want us to talk, I mean, climate, climate change. I mean, I know this is a topic that has encompassed or has become part of our day-to-day lives I mean and we can't stop we have to keep talking about it and today when I talk about how climate change intersects with you know the whole practice of human rights and especially rights that are related to women um so first of all I'll take you guys on a simple like geography geography lesson so we I mean yeah we talk climate change and sometimes so basically, you know, climate is just the pattern of weather of a particular area, um, especially over a period of maybe around 30 years or, or so. And you know, weather is a day-to-day, you know, state of atmosphere at a particular place in regards to heat, cloudiness, how dry it is, the sunshine, wind, rain, matter. So when you talk about climate change, what is climate change? You know, climate change is shifts in temperature and weather patterns over time. Climate change can occur naturally, but for the longest time now, climate change has been fooled by human activities. Like, we are the biggest drivers of climate change. And I know, I mean, we keep on having, I don't know, we keep on seeing, I mean, especially the United Nations, like, from the recently concluded COP26, that is the United Nations, um, I think it's conference, climate change conference. For this year, we had amazing, I mean, we, we always have amazing lineups of young um, uh, climate change activists, which is always so nice to see. But I don't know, man, like, I mean, I hope that we will make these climate change pledges that once this government come these governments come to, these conferences and they make so much promise. And I don't know, I don't think most of the countries really follow through with what they say. Anyway, I'm not here to discuss that because you'd have always thought, like, from my end, you know, what is the role that we have to play in the process. And also now when I introduce the whole, like, human rights concept of it, you know, with the shifting um, changes in weather patterns and, you know, the climate changing in the process. Um, so when you think about it, first of all, the short-term effects of climate change include you know, natural hazards, could be that include landslides, floods, hurricanes, you know, things like those ones. And long-term, we have the long-term effect, one long-term effect is that this continued, like that gradual degradation of, the environment, and you know, changes in climate, in the climate, like has effect on so many aspects of our lives, including food security, that is in agriculture, you know, when, I mean, with climate change is also like destruction or reduction in our biodiversity and ecosystems, it touches on like the water resources, um, human health, because we will just see how it affects that. It also affects migratory patterns of especially communities that are past nomadic. Like they are nomadic, they move from place to place, and you know, climate change now affects their migratory patterns, even for the animals. Um, there's also the transport and energy industry. And so to want like, so, you know, climate change is. Very much so, like the climate change crisis, very much so relates to human rights. In that, first of all, we've talked about agriculture and food security. So, with the continued like the world, the, the earth is heating up. So, I mean, we've seen. I don't know. I mean, we could we can even feel it. I mean, it's like absurdly hot. It doesn't rain like the patterns. The, the weather patterns are not predictable anymore. They rain. The seasons are not very reliable anymore. And you know, with like reduction in maybe food in 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 the food that comes out of the agricultural like sector, that means we will have the vulnerable people not having access to food, which is a basic human right. And that's like one way we have. To think about it and it's also interesting to note that women and children are more vulnerable to the effects of climate change. First of all you have to think women constitute majority of the world's poor and most of those women also are dependent for their livelihood on natural resources, natural resources that are directly affected by climate change. Um, this data is not coming off of my head. This one is data, uh, not data information that I will attach the links down in the description of this particular podcast episode. I will attach it there. Um. So when I talk about climate change being directly like related to like honestly a looming like human rights crisis. We need. That's why we need to. That's why people need to continue talking about it. We need to do something, talk about it, but also act and also like in the smallest of ways that that we can. So I will first of all say, like, I mean, most women, like this data that says like 45 to 80 percent of all, um, like of all like human labor that is involved. So what am I saying? 45 to 80 percent of human labor in most regions, in developing countries, is provided by women that is in agriculture. And, I mean, that is quite a high number. And thinking about that most of this, like in most communities, like women are not, you know, involved in... in decision-making processes of how these natural resources sometimes are used is not something that is right. You know, women, these women who are in these communities possess such wide knowledge and expertise of, I mean, they are the ones who use these natural resources and if so so many high numbers of them work on these farms or work in these different sectors, that means there's something that they do know or, you know, and engaging them directly in the decision-making process processes um can go a long way in mitigating um the effect that sectors like agriculture have on climate change you know i know we are going for you know product increased productivity in our farms and in agriculture to boost food security that is very like i mean that is a goal of everyone like food security is very important um, for different economies and for different countries, but also in the process, we also have to have mitigating measures of ensuring that as we are also carrying out agriculture, we have measures of also taking care of those natural resources that are being used. Here. Um, and I could go on and on. I mean, I do know I'm not like an expert in that area, but I feel that is very something like that women should also be in involved in and. Being excluded from this decision making, decision making like um um processes is not is not okay, and you know these same resources are very critical to their livelihoods and if they should really be part of like the solution making. I mean the solution seeking processes and whatnot. Yeah, I mean so you know with climate change again, as I've said. You know, when with decreased maybe productivity of land, because if it gets, it's getting so hard, rain patterns are becoming so unpredictable. It leads to losses. We we have less food being produced, so that means there's reduced like income for different people uh, who depend on such activities for their sources sources of income, and that's like um I don't know like it's trickling to affect so many aspects of our lives. Like so that means. If there's no income we don't have money to access good health care we don't have money to you know clothing you know seeking all those other basic human rights that are you know should be acquired to all human beings you see so there's like that trickle down of effects of of cri- climate change um so we all have like a duty to play like we have farmers who should like be sensitized on different ways of mitigating um, climate change um, we need to talk to them about you know conservation of you know uh, different resources that we have um, we need to continue doing research that we can come up with maybe um, animals or plants that are like productive that means that means we'll also end up having less, I don't know, like, maybe less And If we have, like, a group of very productive animals, genetically maybe productive even, um, that means we can end up having less animals, giving us maybe the same amount of service if, like compared to, like, having unproductive animals on a piece of land. Anyway, I don't know if it's making sense, but I hope it is, like, making sense. You know, and what I mean by mitigation is, like, you know, the process of curbing, you know... um reducing the amount of pollution to the environment, you know, and the overexploitation of, like, the natural resources. Um. So, uh, I hope that is really sinking with us. So, I do want, I want to, I do want I, I, I hope it makes sense like how climate change does one way or another, not one way or another, like, directly is the climate change should, like, the climate change conversation is should go hand in hand with the human rights thing because and and you know this climate change like actions or pledges done by the government should not should even be made man- mandatory because they are like essential for our survival because otherwise then we'll be I don't know when we'll be headed nowhere really so today I want to also talk about livestock farming you know this is actually something funny I tried I remember once trying to explain to my friend why Livestock farming is also like a major contributor to climate change. You know, um livestock farming in across like the whole world. So especially like in the US they say like like half of the land in the US is under livestock farming. You know, livestock like emits like significant amount of like greenhouse gases that includes carbon dioxide, methane, nitrous oxide in its different levels so we have methane comes from enteric fermentation that is that means like from the animals like you know inside like for the ruminants when like the um, plant biomass is being digested and broken down this release of methane from the animals like from the digestive system ruminant they yeah, are from like as animals like ruminant the livestock that are ruminants <laughs> and also like, Uh, from manure you know we have manure management so we also have methane coming from the manure and then there's also really that is directly like now that from the animals then there's also the indirect release of these greenhouse gases um from maybe you know conversion of forest into pasture that you know that it becomes necessary because if you have like an increased number of livestock they also need food so that means we'll continue encroaching spaces that maybe are t- that that are meant to be protected areas trees cut them turn them into pasture is also like the whole idea of production of animal feeds that also in, you know these industries that produce these animal feeds also emit a lot of um, these greenhouses the greenhouse gases um, and so in the whole process we have uh, the livestock farming becoming quite a concern, quite a cause for concern. But you know, in the same, I know in the same light I'm thinking the communities who heavily rely on like, this livestock farming um, and this and it's okay. we also have to come up with ways of increasing productivity such that that means we can have less fewer number of animals doing the same amount of work maybe that could have been done with less productive animals does it i don't know i hope it i hope it goes um i hope like it makes sense um and so um so today when i now that's where like i want to be now this is where i'm giving my opinion i mean this is something that people like i I don't know what it's called i'm making a case for climatic you know arguments for, for for People, especially people who desire to go vegan or like vegetarians, um, so I'll say so. What if okay? I'm thinking like in my small capacity. Like I don't know. I don't know how to. I, I I mean I don't think I work for like um agencies or government or like a government that I can go directly and say maybe I wanna then maybe go and sensitize the farmers on how to mitigate these things. Maybe like reduce the amount of greenhouse emissions from like human activities or maybe, um, you know, reduce, um, reduce vulnerability and build resist- resilience in these different sectors, in sectors like, you know, agriculture, water, you know, all those things. I mean, I'm not in a capacity to do that. I mean, there's so much that goes on we can't all go to, like, these conferences and give, like, very inspiring speeches, which is very nice, like, make a case for humanity. We can, someone is thinking of small ways that we can maybe, um, you know, very small ways, like the hummingbird, just as Mangari Matai like, always said. So for me, first of all, so this is also something that I have talked to my family about, and, like, we, we've seen it work. It's maybe reducing the amount of meat we do intake. That means going for more, like, plant-based sources of protein. Like includes, you know, things like green crumbs, that's dingo, beans. Even you know, French beans, they're also very healthy sources of um, protein. I know, I know you're thinking, no, this girl is mad. But just think about it, like, you know, it could be like a trickle effect. Like, if this household does it, this other one does it, then, you know, in the end, we can also... I don't know, maybe in the end reduce demand for this for this product and also maybe now put less strain on livestock farming. Um and you know, maybe also in the end, long run <laughs> reduce the emissions emission of this greenhouse greenhouse gases. Um so that's that is why. Another one, like in my small capacity I've also like try to like really avoid the use of one Use plastics. Um you know, that's like a struggle for I know for a lot of people, but just think about it. Just um maybe eh, recycle if you have like this containers you get from like supermarkets when you buy a product. You know, where this you know, like I feel like African products have always been OG conservationists. like you know, where you have, you know, ice cream <laughs> ice cream containers with food in them and stuff in the fridge okay now. When you're going to open them, you expect, like, ice cream and it's food in it. You know, it, it also... Things like, you know, you're also not buying so much of the... I know bottled water, like, but that's, like, single-use plastic. Maybe you could buy a water bottle and carry your water, maybe, from home. Maybe not necessarily throw, like, a lot. You know, we're always throwing, like, disposing, like, trash and plastic just about anywhere. I mean, I'm so sure there's some governments that have worked hard to, like, in, like have those stations where you can safely dispose your plastics. So what if, like, we all try to follow those small, like, things that have been set aside? Like, do your small thing. Be that hummingbird, take that water from that lake, go put out the fire in the forest. So what if we all, like, came together and tried to do the least we can? Not even the least, like... It's basically bare minimum. We just become very responsible people. Try to reduce the amount of plastic we use. Plant a tree. Like, we shouldn't, like, tree planting shouldn't just be like a ceremony. You can Mm -hmm. just wake up in the morning, try to, you know, look for the seedlings, even in a space too. Like, even in a space where you can also influence people around you. You know, because I feel like also setting a good example for for the people in your life. Maybe they see you doing something, be like, oh, yeah, maybe I can try. Um, I know things like you know, um, even the type of clothes we do wear. I know I've had I've forgotten how much they were saying, as in, I don't, I don't, okay, let me not, how much what I used to make like a pair of jeans, but even that's a discussion I'm not willing to delve into because I don't have the past. you see, like we can rethink about, you know, we can rethink so many things about like our fashion. So, do we go for more like? You know, you you don't have to buy what you don't need. Sometimes, <laughs> I'm just thinking, um, it could be like the water. Maybe when you open the tap, do you just like maybe even some simple things like brushing your teeth? Do you just leave the tap running? You could just turn it off a bit when you're not using it. You know, save that small drop. You could see a leaking tap. It's not your business. Maybe you you same, Maybe you're not the one who switched. Like who turned it on? So you could just maybe turn it of you know, it's in those smallest ways that these things, that we can help the world because we honestly need it. You know, it's not just the responsibility of, like, the government. It's also, like, our very responsibilities as citizens of the world because we, we do not have a planet B. Like, we only have this one. And, you know, we can only do sometimes, you know, whatever is in your control, you can try to do it. Um, and what I mean, but I don't know if I've mentioned. But what we mean by greenhouses, greenhouse gases are those gases that include like methane, nitrous oxide, carbon dioxide. These gases trap heat in the atmosphere, and they warm the planet. I mean, and you know, increased increased amount of these gases in the atmosphere um, leads. You now that is what leads to you know the increasing temperatures of the earth. Um, so I think we can all, like, agree there's also something we can do, even though it's like educating ourselves and saying, like, we really need to fight for our lives and we all need to get up in our own board, like, with things, try in the smallest of ways, you know, like, back in your space, like, in your houses, in your community, you know, plant trees, organize water plants, you know, plant them and also follow through with, like, making sure that these trees also, like, grow and do. they they really do. grow, <laughs> Yeah, and also reduce the amount of maybe plastic that you interact with every day or maybe if you do, then check or maybe write to your governments, your, com- then your local governments to provide, pro- like, to provide some, like, facilities where, like, plastics can be, like, um, separated from, like, the usual trash and they can be properly disposed. You know, things like those. Maybe it's reducing the amount of meat you do intake. I mean, guys, I, I know it, like this is like a whole other topic, but I mean, we've had people thrive on vegan diets. We have people like Lewis Hamilton, who is, I think, vegan. And interestingly enough, the dog, he also has a dog I think called Coco. Which is it Roscoe, not Roscoe? Who's also like a vegan dog and, you know, it's a bulldog. Is it a bulldog that is also like? On vegan diet and it's actually the dog is actually very healthy and i mean louis is also like at the peak of his career and also very healthy and i mean there's also like those are among the things we could do and i mean there's so many other things you know um especially i'm also thinking about something else you know we are like in this like the youth of this developing countries i mean i know most of us for I mean, the, we all have the goal of, you know, owning cars someday. And, you know, that is also like another, you know, the transport industry like also uh, is also a leading, is also like a, a big sector from where like this greenhouse emissions are, you know, coming from. But we need to rethink these things. You need to, you know, educate ourselves on like this concept, the upcoming concept like of electric cars. We need to think about these things. And also, you know, when you think about these solutions like electric cars, we also have to think also what happens to the batteries after you know so much but in the smallest of ways we can like try and do better by our planet because we have nowhere else to be we not we have nowhere else to be we can we don't have anywhere else to go like this is our home and you know we have to get our issues in order and also we should also like really call for involvement of women especially in this local communities where women are like directly involved with the use of natural resources then they should also be given control of these natural resources and also be involved in the decision making uh, because in the long run they will help in mitigating the um, the effects of climate change so thank you guys and i hope you next time so i would really highly appreciate like feedback could be a correction any issue like a comment please just feel free to go to your able, like go to your instagram page at all my bones podcast or you could leave a comment on whatever in whatever like platform you're listening this podcast from so thank you guys and see you again next time bye have a fruitful week afternoon morning <laughs> or weekend bye